0: Welcome to the NACA American Dream Program. Each week, we'll talk about how NACA's revolutionizing mortgage lending with the best mortgage in America. Let me tell you this, it's no down payment, no closing costs or fees, no PMI, no consideration of your credit score. And guess what? It's at a below market fixed rate. We'll talk about how is stabilizing strong neighborhoods through affordable home ownership. NACA is relentless. And how about how NACA fights for economic justice against predatory and discriminatory lending for over 30 years? Did I say it again? NACA's just relentless. This is The NACA Way. Hey,
1: hey, how's everyone doing? We back. Today's Monday, NACA Live Monday on The Mix 106 radiocom just for you all who have questions to ask, I'm going to just go ahead and ask you to dial 833-771-0500. Again, that number is 833-771-0500. Y'all, I'm here with my main buddy, DC. What's going on? How was your weekend? Hey, man. I worked out all weekend. I'm very sore in my shoulders.
2: You just going to laugh like that. So- These people can hear you laugh at that. <laughs> But I had a great weekend. What about you, Wonderboy?
1: Uh, I had a great, great, great resurrection resurrection weekend. Um just kinda rested, talked to family, visited family. Hey, it was a it was a weekend event. So I'm just excited. I'm just excited. Um I hope everyone had a happy resurrection weekend, enjoyed family as much as we could, the social distancing. And I think that this is, this was a very hard Easter for me because not being able to be with family because normally we have our family reunions. So, but yeah, but, but we're here and we are just making adjustments. Right. Um, but we got our main lady in the house that Miss Anjanette. Anjanette, how you doing out there? Hey, hey, hey,
3: good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome to the world of NACA. Ooh. We are the Neighborhood Assistance Corporation of America where we are here live on Mix 106 radio where we're bringing forth awareness, access and change. And those of you who are tuning in for the very first time, we want to let you know that these shows are in live and full effect where we tackle our controversial issues. We tackle our housing issues. We tackle Tackle anything that plagues your community, anything from the neighborhoods, we're going from the streets to the back door to the front door to poolside to wayside in the barbershops and the beauty salons. We are all over the place trying to make sure we bring forth awareness, access, and change. So anything that you want to talk about pertaining to your community, your local government, your municipalities, your neighborhood, your street, this is the Neighborhood Assistance Corporation of America's show. And this is so (laughs) you woo! All right
1: there. And we have a few guests in the house that's coming to hang out with us today. We have Steve Wilson from the community and we have Sam Lindo. Uh, we have a very interesting topic we want to talk about today that's going on here in Georgia. And I'm not sure many of you are aware, but I know a lot are aware of the recent vote, um, which basically is voter suppression. Some of the things you may agree with, but quite a few of them, they're, they're kind of interesting. They make it difficult for people to get ready to vote or get out and vote. And it's, it's also interesting that it happened right after Georgia turned another color. And now I just we just want to talk about this and see how everybody feels and what they think about it. We have two awesome guys in the studio today that's going to be talking with us and hey, we we're going to kind of unwrap this.
3: And for those of you who want to call in with comments, questions or concerns, you can do so at 833 771 That's 833 771 But definitely Damien, you know, we're, we're very blessed to have two gentlemen on the, on the show today who are not just Georgians, but they are very in tuned with what is happening with the, the Georgia bill 2202 that has taken place here. So we have Samuel Lindo and Steve Wilson. Samuel, how are you today? Oh, quite fine. Thank you. How are you doing yourself? We're doing well. Blessed to have you. Thank you for joining the show. What oh, does this me. bill mean to you?
1: But you know what? Before we even go there, I got one question that I I just think everybody else may have that it, it just makes sense to flow into it. Because in the past, when we had bills or we had items that were on the agenda, it came before the people to be able to vote on it on the ballot. If someone could explain why this didn't happen where the masses of us, were able to vote on this bill. Why did it just skip us as the people?
4: Well Well, well go, ahead, go ahead, Sam. Well I think, you know, before we could even have this discussion, we have to kinda kinda think back to how we got here in the first place, right? Okay. So if you look back twenty thirteen, Shelby versus Holder, where the Supreme Court um in a sense, nullified sections four and sections five of the 1965 Voting Rights Act, which actually had a preclearance for these types of things. And Georgia was, with the formula that they were using, Georgia was, was part, was one of those states where it applied to. So when the Supreme Court made that decision, it opened the door for Georgia and other states like, uh, like us to actually, you know, start writing these kinds of bills, uh, that wouldn't require any type of oversight by the DOJ. So prior to Shelby, this bill would have had to been reviewed by the DOJ, and most likely would not have passed, you know, passed muster. So that's how we get to this point.
1: Oh, okay, okay, great. See that that helps because so, a lot of us don't know why some things the people vote on and some things we don't. Because I'm not that familiar with how the process of government works.
4: Exactly. So um, go ahead. No, go ahead, Samuel. No, no. I, all I was going to say is, you know, at this point, you know, Georgia, like a lot of other s- states, particularly in the South, can pretty much write or revamp their voting laws without really the people or without much oversight at this point.
1: Mm. Wow.
3: And that's what I was gonna tackle into. So Samuel, beautiful. We're gelling here. That's a perfect segue. Because what I want everyone to understand and Damien, how, how it typically goes is that the people did say something. They said a lot on Election Day back uh, last year uh-huh. uh, when we elect our, our House, when we elect our state representatives and uh-huh. our senators, uh-huh. all of our elected bodies are elected for the people by the people. So when we elected our state representatives, we, went, we sent them to, to the state capitol to work with the governor and the legislature on our behalf. So our state representatives represent us. We invite them and we empower them to speak on our behalf. This is why I say just as important as it is to vote, it's even far more important for you to understand who you vote for, who you're selecting to represent you, because is this person going to truly represent your collective voice? So when this bill was being created... The biggest question to ask: Where was my state representative? Mm. Am I right?
1: Okay, so I got to call somebody this afternoon and find out where were they.
3: And there it is, Steve. What do you mm. think?
5: The, the way it works is we send those representatives up to uh, the state house to make decisions on our behalf. Uh, they have a lot of power and a lot of leeway that's given to them by the state constitution. Mm. So they are able to make rules and laws that are supposedly representative of us,
6: Uh
5: and uh, anything outside of the scope that the Constitution grants them, then they have to come to the residents and to the voters to do a constitutional amendment, such as adding on the lottery or adding on gambling or things like that that the Constitution expressly prohibits. So as long as they're working within the framework of the Constitution, which supposedly this does, according to them, uh then they have the right to pass rules and laws on our behalf. Okay.
1: All right. That, that very much explains it. So it almost sounds like we need to go back and do a revote and get some folk out of there because if they weren't there representing us to make sure that this didn't happen, well, what happened? I want to know where everybody was.
3: Well, we do know that one representative was there, Representative Cannon, and she was there and in full effect. She did her job. She did what she was supposed to do. Yes, she ma'am. tried to uh, the table that she has a clear cut uh, reason and has every right to sit at. Her name is there. Her name is on a seat. She holds the office. She is a state representative and deserves all the respect that comes with that position. Uh And though she has that title, she was not given her due by being able to sit at the very table that she was elected to do so. So that being said, you know, where is due process in this act? You know, how does the community feel about that?
1: Uh, For me, I'm just bothered. Because I, I don't understand why we elected her and she wasn't in the spot that we will, we elected her to be. She wasn't allowed. This woman was arrested, now possibly going to get a felony for something that we elected her to do and be it, and she wasn't even allowed to do her job. And and I'm, I'm just enraged with that. And I don't know what can we do moving forward to get out of this.
5: Vote. Uh, express your voice. Do whatever you have to. Swim, run, crawl, fly, <laughs> cheat, lie. What you got to do Did he to say get swale? to the polls and express your voice? Right. So you have to. It, it is sad, as, uh as uh, one of the King daughters said, that we have to fight every election cycle just to express our voice. It is uh, frustrating that we have to fight to express uh our opinion and be represented as people of color and people of. Uh, uh, uh Especially those poor people um, It is sad that we have to fight Tooth and nail and claw our way to the polls Just to have our voices heard uh, Over those who try to silence us But this is one of those times Where we have to come together And we have to fight Every time, every person Take somebody with you, don't go by yourself Because you, know, you never go into a fight where you're outnumbered By yourself, get your peeps Let's go and let's fight And let's make our voices heard Whether they want to hear it or not Let's make it heard well and to Steve's
4: and to Steve's point, you know, uh, on on voting, going back to Shelby, if you look at the justices that that uh, that were in the majority, five of them were Republican appointees. It was five four decisions, so all five were Republican appointees by mm. Reagan's and Bush. Okay, now if you look back into the history, all five of those guys or those individuals went out on the bench prior to 1986. Okay, And if you look at 1984, that was an election in which Ronald Reagan was re-elected president. And if you overlay that and take a look at, for example, black voter turnout at that election, it was not as high as we saw in 2008, 2012, and of course in 2020. So if that turnout had just equaled the levels of whites that year. We may have been looking at a Walter Mondale presidency and potentially a different pick for the judiciary at the Supreme Court level, which would have made the difference coming up into Shelby because that was going to come. Because if you look over time, the 65 Voting Rights Act had had an extension over the course of, you know, over the course of say like 50 years. So five years in 1970, another seven years in 1975, and in 1982 they extended it for another 25 years. So it was going to come up for review at this point. But had we just had one justice, we could have swung
1: that decision another way. So everybody, are we hearing this? What we're hearing is we're where we are because of the lack of involvement, the lack of voting. So we don't live in separate silos, whether you're an apartment, a house, you're buying, you're renting. All these things are affecting us and we do not live in a silo all by ourselves because someone else is making decisions that affect us and we're not even being involved. We're not at the table. And that's what NACA is trying to say to everybody. We're wanting to make an opportunity the NACs to let the community be involved, and now get up and get your voice heard because we're always being active. We're not waiting to be active or activated when this happens. We were already activated all year long, and that's where we're trying to get to with NACA within the NACs, the neighborhood action committees that we now are separated or or in each NAC we're divided. We're divided by our voting precinct, so now we can get the and make these decisions and vote for these politicians to now be in office who represent us. Wow. So they, we, have,
3: we have a we have a call already. Again, wow. 833-771-0500. <laughs> Apparently, this is a topic that's near and dear to many. We have uh, one of our first question on the call is... Hold on. Let me read this. I'm going to read it carefully. Put your it says... In an election such as, in an election with the magnitude of the Warnock Ossoff campaign, how do you think we fared in the end when all the elected officials did was change the rules at the end of the game? Why should we feel empowered to vote when in the end they changed the rules anyway?
1: I have a thought on that. Um, one of my thoughts is that those were, The state, not the state representatives, but they represented us on a national level, those two. So we were not voting on what would represent us in the state. We were doing it what does it on a national level, so that's different. If that race for Warnock and Ossoff was for the local level, then I think we may have made an impact.
3: But I think the bigger question is, and and to to this caller's question to her to, to to service her better, I think what she's really trying to say is on a grand scale, mm-hmm. why should we continue to vote when at the end, they try to change up the rules at the end of the day? In other words, Who put the bill in order? Who put the the rules in in regulation? Who made these rules that we have to stand in line? We have to exercise our vote. We have to do it in our precinct. We follow the early voting rules. You made the rules. You created the rules. We followed the rules. We played the game by your own uh, rendition. And guess what? We became victorious at this game playing the game by your rules and now it seems like why bother because now you're mad or upset or disillusioned and you think now let me go back and change the rules again. It's almost like a sore loser type deal and it's not cool. And so look like what this caller is saying is encourage me right now. Why should I keep doing this when now you're going to change it up again and now, is, is this fair? Is this due process? Is this how it's supposed to be,
5: Steve? Yes, uh, it is not how it's supposed to be, but in all games, uh, there are some who make the rules. in this particular case, those who are making the rules are also uh, your opponents or with you, depends on where you stand, on the field playing the game. The way you combat that is one, yes, you go out there and you fight, and you participate, and you follow their rules and you beat them at their own game. And then you come back. One of the issues we have right now is we need more people who, to, to stand up and suffer the slings and arrows of serving in public office. Those people who are up there ser- serving, uh, are making the rules. So if you want to change the rules, you have to be part of the process. Voting is one part of it. But we also need more people, especially people of color in the state house to go up and represent. If you look at the makeup of the state house, those people of color are Metro Atlanta and those that represent that black belt that runs through the center of the state. The rest of the 159 counties uh, are predominantly Caucasian, predominantly rural, predominantly farmers and people who uh, are in agriculture. Their perspective is dramatically different from those who live in Metro Atlanta or Augusta or Savannah so we need more people to serve and volunteer to serve serving the people is not the easy task fun is not easy uh and if you don't go up you should not go up there to make money but some people are obviously um so not only beat them at their own game we have another election coming up this year for mayor of atlanta and a couple of uh, uh other offices 2022 is going to be the next one kind of the state house so that's going to be your gubernatorial election there's going to be a lot of your state representatives that's the time that's why they enacted this rule now because they know voters have short short memories mm. the thing that you can do to beat them in the game and to play by their rules and to change those rules are to remember in 2022 and then step up and run for some local offices yourself school board mayor city council whatever. And then we then have the power to make the rules and make the rules more equitable when we're sitting at the table when the rules are made. Wow.
1: Thank you, Steve. What we're going to do now is go ahead and take a break. You here with NACA live. We're on a break, but we'll be right back to continue this conversation because this is an awesome conversation that we need to discuss. Please call 833-771-0500 for your questions.
0: Do you want to know why NACA is the best mortgage in America? Let's hear why from NACA homeowners themselves. my name is Taylor Lewis. Um,
3: I am a NACA homeowner, but it was a smooth process. My realtor, I did use a NACA realtor. Um, I would definitely recommend it to anyone that wants to be a homeowner, um, and it's just a great program.
0: To find out how NACA can make your dream of owning your home a reality, visit us at NACA.com.
6: Are you tired of paying astronomical prices in rent? Do you think owning your own home is an impossible dream because you can't afford a down payment or have a bad credit score? Welcome to NACA. We're revolutionizing mortgage lending with the best in America mortgage. No down payment, no closing costs or fees, no PMI, no consideration of your credit score and at a below market fixed rate. For more than 30 years, NACA has been in the forefront, stabilizing communities through affordable home ownership for low to moderate income working people. To find out more information about NACA, visit us at NACA.com. That's NACA.com.
0: Do you want to make a difference in your community and help build a stronger neighborhood? Become an active force locally as an activist. Create long lasting changes in your community with the full support of NACA, one of the largest national nonprofit organizations fighting for economic justice. NACA's success is based on the active participation of over 2 million members advocating for affordable homeownership and economic justice. To learn more about NACA and how you can join an act to fight for economic justice in your neighborhood, visit NACA.com today.
6: Are you a passionate individual driven by purpose and deeply committed to social justice causes? Then NACA is looking for you. NACA is a national nonprofit organization fighting for economic justice through affordable home ownership and community advocacy. Positions are now available for working remotely or from local NACA offices nationwide. To learn more about all the careers available, visit NACA.com slash careers. Or for questions, you can mail us at jobs at NACA.com or call 617-250-6222, extension 1215. Welcome back.
1: Welcome back. Earlier, we were discussing this new vote, uh, voter suppression, I call it, here in Georgia. And we're just having a basic discussion about what it is, why it is, and even possibly how and what we can do about it. Um, if you have any questions or thoughts or comments that you would like to share, please call 833-771-0500. Again, that number is 833-771-0500. And we were talking with Steve, and Steve, you were commenting, and I, I just want to let you finish up your thoughts about what you were sharing. About what we need to do and how we can do better. And what we, what, what just, what can the average person, and from what I heard you saying, not just voting. Voting does absolutely nothing to really make an impact. The the further to get that home run, you need to be involved in PTA. You need to be on the school boards. You need to be commissioners. You need to be aldermans. You can't just let, sit back and let somebody else do something and make decisions for you. Why are you going to let me come from across town and tell you what to do in your community? You, need, you best know what your neighborhood needs, so you need to stand up and be on the ballot. That's what I want to see next. Some of you guys have it within yourself to be on the ballot Go ahead, Steve, what you think? Finish your thought
5: Well, I was just saying that uh, you are correct We need to get more involved And by we, I mean the quote-unquote minority the, the the more oppressed The people who have to fight their way to get to the polls they need to be the ones at the table making the rules when the rules are made Not complaining about the rules after they're changed So, you're right, get on your pool board Get on your city council. Uh, go out for aldermen, whatever you you call it. Not just here in Georgia, but all over the country. We need more people in public service. We need people who are in public service to serve the people, not just for their own uh, pockets and for their own donors and to serve party over people. We need people who are there for the people. So get out. Not only go and vote, uh, but uh, go and vote, but also... Take part in the process. Be a part of the process. Be the force for change. Be the one that initiates
1: the change. And that's just what Miss Anjanette always said. Access and change. You know, we got to get out there and change. You have awareness. You are now aware of what's going on. Access is the ability to go do something and make now change. That's what she's always been talking about. Awareness, access, and change. That is her mantra, and that needs to be our own individual mantra.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. So me, um, Samuel, you wanted to say something.
4: Let me pick up on something that uh, that Steve said and just add uh, a couple of things. We also must remember that this is a this is a struggle and process. We should think of it more as a as a book with many many chapters. And so when we go back in history, we see what happened in the latter parts of the nineteenth century with the end of Reconstruction. They changed the rules of the game. We regrouped. We did some things. Of course, Jim Crow was ushered in, but We persevered through that. The 1960s came along. Some things happened. We moved a little forward. And again, we had some setbacks. And here we are in 2020, made some strides. And now we're seeing a reactionary response for that. It's going to take a long time. You know, may not see it in your lifetime, may not see it in my lifetime, but the change will come. But you have to persevere and be persistent Mm. in order to get change, You know, in order to effect some sort of change. Because the people who are at the top, the people who are in power, they're not going to want to give that up easily. Okay. And so they're not going to go out without a fight. Our objective at this point is to not to go back to what we had before. Look at what we have now. It may not be much, but we don't want to go back to a Jim Crow era as it was. Right. So we have to persevere. We have to be persistent getting out there and voting talking with your with with your children your grandchildren your great grandchildren making sure that they understand the importance of voting and getting involved in the community
3: and samuel you know to add to that you're absolutely right you and steve are both right in addition to, to keeping them you know getting out there and voting what what we really want to make sure we do is the challenges and the difficult things that we we encountered empowering and activating people who had never voted in the past mm-hmm. who had ever been encouraged to vote in the past. We do not want something like this to deter them or to make them think, what was it all for? Why did I even care as much as I did? I don't want people to get discouraged and think that it was for nothing. It is because these changes that are happening right now should let you know that what you did was all for the greater good. If it was not They wouldn't have been in such an uproar to change the rules. It wouldn't have been in such an uproar to create SB202. It wouldn't have been a necessity to do it. What they came to, what they did, they underestimated the black vote. Mm. And what they realized is that now it is more powerful than ever before. And let us shake it up and change it up to put some limitations and boundaries around it. So for the millennials and any of those who are who literally voted for the first time, this now should increase your rate. It should. Fuel you to now want to do even more, to now want to vote even harder than you ever have before. Take a look at that house bill. Take a look at the bill 202. Read it. Look at the verbiage behind it. This should increase it. If nothing else, you have you heard the old saying, let your enemies be your footstool. This should give you about ten more steps that you can take to climb that ladder to continuing to make change in your state. Wow. This is powerful. I would
1: also say,
4: I would also say, you know, if you're in Southwest Atlanta or even in the West End for that matter, look at that with a sense of pride. If you looked at the grassroots movement that took place here, anybody who drove through that section of town saw the plethora of electoral paraphernalia, if you will, that was tacked up on anything that could, that could hold a poster or a flyer or anything like that. Yes. Uh, the conversations that took place within the barbershops and the booty salons, the conversations that took place with, with just mere strangers in the grocery store, the questions, you know, have you registered to vote or what have you, those types of things. Look at that with pride because all of that is a basic grassroots movement. Movement. And that is, that is what drove this, the victories that we saw with President, mm. uh, President Biden, uh, Senators Offsolf and Senator, um, uh, Warner. That is what drove it. And a lot of the folks who were complaining, uh, uh who have this voter confidence issue, they did not come down here to the urban area, you know, Purdue, Loeffler. They didn't campaign down here because if they did, they would have seen the movement brewing. And known that they were in trouble, you know. So for those who may have some doubt, just just look at what we did as a community mm. to put forth the candidates that we wanted, and continue that same level
1: of of, of urgency. So we had a win. We had a win, and we got to keep on counting, even though they may be small. And we still keep fighting. We got to just get get up and keep fighting every day, and get another win, and get another win, and
3: another win because it's not a new condition to us it's what makes us us it is one Um. thing that unfortunately and fortunately because it's a gift and a curse fortunately and unfortunately it is the it is the condition that our people for many many years have literally stemmed from change adversity and fighting continuous fighting fighting for the right to do do different things. That is something that's not a new condition for us. It shouldn't be that way, but it is that way, and we're equipped to take on the challenge, and we're equipped to become victorious and successful at it yet again. Wow.
1: Oh, my goodness. Uh, We got a long ways to go. We,
3: We do have a comment, and one, we do have a caller that actually commented about the correlation and the connection into trying to increase the state power based on retaliation from Trump. And I was trying to figure out what our caller meant by that because they asked, do we think that's the case? And I'm pulling a passage out. And this came actually from uh, Senator Raphael Warnock. And I'm reading this, and I see exactly what the caller meant. It says the new law, law removes the Georgia Secretary of State as the chair of the state elections mm. board. Former President Donald Trump and the other Republicans have attacked the current Republican Secretary of State, Brad uh, Raffensperger, to, for refusing to accommodate Trump's baseline claims about the 2020 elections. So they feel like it's a retaliation because... Uh. The current secretary of state refused to to do what Trump asked him, asked of him. Instead, the law lets the state legislature, which has been under unified Republican control, appoint a nonpartisan chair of the board. (laughs) And under the new law, if a majority of five member board decides that the county's election officials have been doing their job poorly, the board can suspend those officials and replace them with one person, uh, one board person that is handpicked to serve as temporary superintendent. Now, mm. who defines whether you're doing your job poorly? The same people that are going to replace you? Yep. Come on. Exactly. With no, with, with no metrics already. And that's
4: nothing more than a power grab. You see, that's nothing more than a power grab because they wanted, you know, Trump and, and, and allies Wanted an overturn of the election. Or at least an overturn of the Georgia results, right? And that didn't happen. So now they want to put in an infrastructure to, you know, in case we, we come to these crossroads again, (laughs) we will have people in place Mm. who will, you know, who will deal the death blow. Come on. And that's all that is. It's it's just a power grab. Right.
3: And Samuel and Steve, you know we're gonna come to this again. You know we're gonna come to these crossroads again. This is inevitable. We know it's going to happen again. So what they're doing is something that they've been good at doing for years, but we're getting good at it too. They're pre-planning and forecasting and projecting how to overcome our work so that they can meet us off at the pass and send us left.
2: (laughs) But, (laughs) But I think, I think, um, and this is DC. I think that, um, You know, what you gotta, you gotta trust in that this law doesn't line up constitutionally and uh, that it should fail in the, in the federal courts because it usurps all the power from, from the localities, you know, from all municipalities and, and cities. Um, the way the law should have been constructed is, is to keep the power locally. And, but what the state did, and it's called overreach, they wanted to take all of the power from, from the individuals in the state and leave it to the legislator uh, and, uh, and, uh. and, and have one central hub that control how we vote. And, um, and the way it should, the outcome should be, and that's not going to happen. And so we're, we're having faith that the way that they wrote this law and rushed it through, that it won't hold muster when it comes to the federal government. Wow.
4: But here's the question.
2: Do we think that the current justices
4: that are on the bench at the federal level, Supreme Court, are going to be amiable to 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 shoot this law down, or to shoot at least that portion of the law down,
2: right? But here's the thing that that even even um, in their uh, brazen attack on our liberties, what they they are doing now is setting up the death spiral. Meaning they just shot themselves in the foot by putting in the law in place and said that the government is going to have power. And that's yeah. short-sighted because they're saying that the state government is going to overrule all local municipalities in the state of Georgia. 159 that's counties. More, so what they did that's was just- shoot themselves in the foot trying to kill you. And what I mean by that is when you do that and that, and, and if the Supreme Court upholds this, that means that you got a plan for the rest of time and eternity to always stay in power. And the demographics don't align with that. And so as the demographics change and that that law is on the books and a new people get in power with this Mm. law in place, then what happens? They may you got a problem. That means shoot yourself in the foot to try to kill me. You know, they said when you dig one grave, you got to dig one. You got to dig two. One for me and the other one is for, you know.
1: Mm, (laughs) There you mm, go.
5: Mm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so one thing, if I can interrupt, there's one thing you should keep in mind about this particular rule in this law. This rule about the state taking over local, uh, elections, uh, committees and, and officials was specifically for Fulton County. Right. And Brad Rawson right. did it himself. The reason they put that in there is because one, Fulton County was an embarrassment to the, uh, to the Georgia all over the country. Fulton County took too long to count the vote. So now they put this law and this rule in here so that if Fulton County is taking, quote unquote, too long to count the votes, now the state can come in and more efficiently count those votes. Now, I don't know how your hands can count it faster than mine, but right. this rule is specifically targeted at heavily Democratic Fulton County that has one of the largest voting blocks and votes consistently Democratic this was targeted directly at Fulton County. So basically, they, they the other counties don't really have to worry about anything. Right? Maybe but, Bibb County, maybe Macon County, you know, those areas. But this was specifically tailored to be able to take over Fulton County's uh, elections to get uh, uh, the Fulton County uh, uh, administrators out of the election process to bring in their own people, their own people who they, quote-unquote, trust, and then... To run full county elections.
3: Because we count slow.
5: Mm.
3: Or do we count carefully?
5: According to uh, House uh, leader, uh, um, they, yes, it's because it took five days to count our votes. It should have only taken a day or two. And so now that the state has the ability to jump in and count those votes somehow faster.
2: Right. But here's the thing that, that, you know, makes no just makes this, um, is going to be an arbitrage around the neck of the people that wrote this bill. You know, the rules that we were abiding by were Republican rules in Georgia. And they didn't write the new law to fix anything. They wrote the new law to, uh, to ge- gerrymander things going forward. And so, um, you know they've made a bed that's gonna be a hard bed to sleep in going forward i just i just you know live long enough to know that you can't do this in like you said a silo and not affect you in the long haul, especially being in a pandemic in a in a time of uncertainty it was it was an unwise law and an unwise time to do this. It just was definitely
1: definitely yeah exactly Steve, well said. um. Sam, I just want wanted you guys to, like, give your thoughts of maybe what we can do better, a couple of minutes each, because, uh, man, this, this hour is gone. Right, right. Sam, Steve, you don't okay. have any? And, and we really appreciate you guys for being here, taking your time out of your day. Any thoughts, uh, partying thoughts that you have as to, and we may just have to have you back. That's probably what we're going to have to do because this could go on and on. But any thoughts, Sam or Steve?
5: Uh, I I would say that one thing that we can do to do better is, one, keep this on the front burner. Okay. We can't let the news cycle run as it has been and the latest, greatest, shiny ball distract our attention. We have to keep this for the next two years. That's going to take a long time because this year, yes, we have elections, but it's 2022 that really affects the change. Uh-huh. So and it was planned that way because you have two years to go through litigation. You have two years to go through the things that the rank and file people aren't going to pay attention to. So we need to keep the pressure on and keep the attention and the light on this and uh, go forward and answer people's questions. If we can, I'd love to spend some time that we have together today to talk about some of the other provisions: the uh, the the um, removal of vote, uh, voting boxes, uh, the reduction of the number of voting boxes specifically Fulton County, um, moving them inside where people don't have access 24 hours. Uh, other things like that that people may have questions about, and they only hear one side of uh, sound bites based on what media they expose themselves to. So. Education is going to be key. We need to educate those that's going to get out and vote. We need to keep them engaged and excited for two whole years and, and get them out there in November of 2022. To if it's one day of early voting, then guess what? We all go together on one day. And if the people can't hand you food in line, guess what? I'll bring mine. I got you. We together. I like this.
1: that. I Love like it. That. I like Love that. It. Listen, y'all, got to take a break. Stay with us, stay tuned. Steve, we'll let you finish up shortly. You with
0: NACA Live, we'll be right back. Do you wanna make a difference in your community and help build a stronger neighborhood? Become an active force locally as an activist. Create long-lasting changes in your community with the full support of NACA, one of the largest national nonprofit organizations fighting for economic justice. NACA's success is based on the active participation of over two million members advocating for affordable homeownership and economic justice. To learn more about NACA and how you can join a NAC to fight for economic justice in your neighborhood, visit NACA.com today. Do you want to know why NACA is the best mortgage in America? Let's hear why from NACA homeowners themselves.
3: My name is Alicia Ford. Um, I purchased my home with NACA about a year and a half ago. I highly recommend it, and it gives everybody a fighting chance at owning an affordable home with a mortgage that you can afford without some of the crazy lending practices that we know that are out there.
0: To find out how NACA can make your dream of owning your home a reality, visit us at NACA.com.
6: Are you tired of paying astronomical prices in rent? Do you think owning your own home is an impossible dream because you can't afford a down payment or have a bad credit score? Welcome to NACA. We're revolutionizing mortgage lending with the best in America mortgage. No down payment, no closing costs or fees, no PMI, no consideration of your credit score, and at a below market fixed rate. For more than 30 years, NACA has been in the forefront, stabilizing communities through affordable home ownership for low to moderate income working people. To find out more information about NACA, visit us at NACA.com. That's NACA.com. Do you
0: want to know why NACA is the best mortgage in America? Let's hear why from NACA homeowners themselves.
3: My name is Barbara Milan. I bought my forever home. I'm not planning on moving again. And it's all because of NACA. I wouldn't have been able to afford the home that I'm living in um, without the NACA program.
0: To find out how NACA can make your dream of owning your home a reality, visit us at NACA.com.
1: Welcome back, Knack Alive. Hey, you missed a good show earlier. We're finishing up talking about this voter suppression here in Georgia. And Steve, one of our guests, was talking about and sharing some of the things that we can do to make it better. Hey, Steve, you want to finish your thought? And again, y'all, this is an awesome topic. We're going to definitely have to come back. We only have a few more minutes, so we will be back to finish up. Stay
5: engaged. Stay educated. And an asterisk to all of this, Please, please be an educated vote. Don't just vote party. Don't just vote because your friend said so. Don't just vote because we're telling you to vote. And no, we're not going to tell you who to vote for. Don't vote for the black person because you think you should just vote for a black person. Educate yourself before you go to the polls. Right. Know who you're voting for and what, they're go- what their promises are and then hold them accountable. Please do some research. Don't take a whole lot. Get both sides and educate yourself and express your voice based on being an educated voter, not just a dude.
4: I would just, uh, put two words on that. Continued engagement. All right. And what you, continued engagement at the local level? So mm-hmm. if you're not, for example, a part of your neighborhood association, find out who that leader is and get involved. You'd be surprised that many of the local leaders, even some of the politicians at the state levels show up at these meetings. And so that it gives you an opportunity to ask them questions about, you know, some of the concerns that you have. So start at the local level, but do not, now that we have our gas, have our foot on the gas pedal, we need to keep that foot there, you know, and not let up and continue the push, continue the push so that, you know, the powers that be understand that, Hey, there's a demographic that's not going to continue to take what you've been doing and we're coming.
1: Let's keep that foot on the gas. Continue to stay engaged, but that also brings me into something else that we're doing to be engaged in the community. And this this Saturday, April the tenth, in East Point, from twelve p.m. to four p.m., we're having our a day out, our community awareness. As Anjanette always says, awareness and change and all of those things so what we're doing is we're being a community resource we're having job information housing information uh, mental health counseling we're also having plate things candy apple cotton candy you know pet adoption we want to be a resource in the community so if you have an organization that's a resource in the community, please call so we can now have you to have a booth showcasing what you do and how you benefit the community. You can dial 833-771-0500. We will be going all over. On the 24th, we're going to be in Union City area. On May 1st, we're going to be in DeKalb County. We're looking at going to Charlotte, South Georgia, Albany, uh, Chicago, San Bernardino, California. If you want to do a NACA community resource and provide resources to the community because Lord knows we need them. Let us know. Let me know so we can put together a community resource and come on out there. We also have been free shredding. So if you got all that paper that's been piled up in your garage, in your house, come on out in East Point and let us shred that paper for free in front of you. alright We're going to have PPE there available for you, mask. If you don't have it, don't 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 worry about it. It's family friendly. We got pet adoption. Come on out, hang with us, and see how we can be involved in the community. And that also brings one more point of what Sam just said about being involved in the community. It brings open the, 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 the subject of NACA's NACs, NACA Action Committee. And Jeanette, you want to tell us how we can get involved in that, how we can sign up for NACA and everything else and where can we find NACA? Thank you.
3: Absolutely, absolutely Damien. Well job. I mean, uh, everyone, please take part in the event on East Point on the 10th because this is your time to get out and get active in your community and let them know that you want to become an activist. That is a NACA action committee and serve as, as volunteer efforts and, and moving change, moving real social change and Economic justice in your areas. We will also be doing it on the tenth in uh, in Sunnyside, Texas. That is uh, mm. right here in Houston. We're going to be on the sunny side of Houston. Um, that is at Greater Harvest Church, and we will be out there again. Social distancing. Uh, will be promoted. Uh, we will have all the PPE there, and all of, and we will have everything from COVID free COVID testing to something for the kids to voter registration. We will have our deputy voter registrars out there, and they will be registering people to vote. We will also be doing our conducting our food donations and things of that nature. So it's something for everyone for sure. Yes. But more importantly, to tap into Steve and Samuel's point, becoming a knack a knack NAC is key. Becoming a NAC will connect you with your regional organizers in your area, and there you will discuss environmental issues, the demands for social change and systemic conditions that plague your area. These demands that you have for rental assistance, COVID-19 testing, vaccinations, food deserts, illegal dumping, blighted properties, schools, road improvements, all of these items can be addressed and utilized through your NAC. So it is now more important than ever to become a NAC. You can sign up at the event or you can go to www.naca.com and click join us and you can join and register to become a NAC today. It is through the combined memberships of the NAC that, that you have you receive support and resources powered by NACA that will enable mm. you to enhance your neighborhood and your community for true success.
1: Wow, and there it is.
3: There it is. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. So, so we definitely want you guys to become a part of the NACs and we want to encourage you to take part, get involved, get active, and be part of something that's bigger than you change everyone we thank you for listening and also you can give us other hot
1: topics or subjects that you want to hear that are that are you know bothering you in your community because this is definitely one here in georgia that we need to talk about keep tackling about and keep it in the forefront so everybody can do what we need to do to make change it's all about us it's all about being involved i can't employ you you cannot sit in your house and not be involved with what's going on around you because if you don't It's going to affect you later, and you're going to be mad about it. We thank you. NACA Live. See you next Monday from 2 to 3. We all thank you for being with us. Y'all have a good day. Be blessed and take
0: care. Thanks for listening. NACA's American Dream Program is a production of the Neighborhood Assistance Corporation of America, a national nonprofit organization fighting for economic justice through affordable homeownership and community advocacy. To learn more about NACA and our advocacy efforts, careers, NACA's Best in America Mortgage, or to join a NACA in your community, visit us at NACA.com.